one of my cardinal rule of investing is try and buy something at or near its 52 week low. And you will find many good stocks that are down because of the current bear market. And there's a great saying in, in the investing world that two thirds of whatever affects the price of your stock has nothing to do with the company. this episode of Early Bird, Jeff Weber, president of JJJ Investing. Jeff joins the podcast today to talk about how to be profitable in a bear market, including a strategy that he's used that involves options. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you or you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on today, Jeff. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Well, thank you. It's, it's, the, it's the new year. It's January. Investors are excited about investing in the market and wondering what that means, especially if we're in a bear market. Before we talk about that, Jeff, um, let's talk a little bit about your background. Um, if you could, you know, go over your biography oh, yeah, in about thirty I mean, seconds. Uh, what, what should the yeah, audience know okay. most about you? I I graduated from college with a degree in history and government, worthless, and then I got an accounting degree. I got to, I started working for the army as an auditor. I've lived overseas seventeen years, and I actually developed the ideas for my. AIM investing method at a godforsaken place called Camp Casey, uh, South Korea, about 10 miles south of the DMZ. I discovered mm -hmm. Mr. Robert Machillo's book on AIM investing. Mm. I loved it, but I always found it, it, it's a contrary investing method, which yeah. is to me the best form of investing. And so I adapted his method to using with long-term options after I discovered them. Interesting. AIM loves volatile investments. And so obviously now you're with JJJ Investing, that's your organization, and we're going right. to talk a little bit about that in a sec. Um, a lot of investors, as they look at this market right now, they're, some of them are worried, especially as here we are, 2023, brand new year. Um, the term bear market I keep hearing about. Do you think right now, as things stand in January 2023, are, are, are we in a bear market right now? Definitely. As, as, and it's, they happen roughly every seven or eight years as part of the natural investing cycle. The last big one was the financial meltdown in 2008-9, and before that, do you remember the dot-com meltdown in 2001, two, and three? Mm -hmm. So it's just a permanent part of the market that you need to learn how to invest 
when it comes along. And I have a great method for you right now to invest in a bear market and make very good profit. That's good. To, glad to hear that, Jeff. I do want to hear about your strategy. I know listeners want to hear about that, too. Um, just looking back at the past year, though, you know, the NASDAQ was 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 down nearly 30 percent in 2022. Um, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, however, was only was down less than 10 percent, single digits last year. So right. I, I think it really sort of depends on, on where you're looking at. Uh, well, the, the, the only segment I saw that did very well last year, what, what, like you said, was was the Dow Jones. Mm. And I had one investor who follows my dogs of the Dow investing strategy with with calls. So he was bullish and he made 21% last year with using dogs of the Dow. Oh, wow. It's... But the tech sector got buried. And I, I can tell you, and hmm. th that's what led me to discover the great way to play to do investing in a bear market. So, as you said, Jeff, the, te the tech sector was buried in 2022. Tech stocks, most of them, down a lot. Do you expect some sort of comeback for technology in 2023, or are you more pessimistic? No, I have a way of investing. You don't care if it comes back or not. Here's what you do. The beauty of options is there's two ways to invest. So, you, so you're, you're, an, you're an options bad. investor, right? Huh? You're an options investor, correct? Yes, all strictly. So for, for several reasons. They only cost 25% what the stock costs, and they're five or six times more volatile, so you can make a lot of profit. So our audience, you know, a lot of, we have a lot of listeners out there who are still kind of new to the stock market. Um, how would you define what options are? All an option is, it gives you the right but not the obligation to buy the stock at a certain strike price. But my form of investing, we have no interest in taking delivery on the stock. All we're going to do is open positions with options. And then if the price goes up enough, we're going to close that position and sell some of them. And if it goes down enough, we're going to buy some more and wait for them to go back up. So obviously the advantages of options are they're out there. Anybody could look at look them up. You've had clients do well with options and how cost efficient it could be. But I, I had I had one guy go from five hundred fifty thousand <laughs> to one million seven hundred fifty thousand in twenty twenty. That's impressive. I mean twenty twenty was a special type of year and in that the stock was market. The year of COVID yes. and massive economic disruption, everything. So a lot of times the stock market doesn't mirror what's going on in the world around it. But there are some some um, disadvantages to options trading, from time to decay to liquidity issues. Um, how, well, how do you sort of prepare investors for these the risks of options? No problem. See, most people have are, are only familiar with very short term options. An option that's two years or longer before it expires, is it completely safe? The way I invest, you're owning it for a year and then you're going to roll it over to, to next year's. So you never have to worry about that. And an option is as safe as the stock it represents. 
if you own Apple options, they're as safe as Apple stock. And only the best companies have long-term options. There's only about 500 companies that have uh, leaps or long-term options. So you, you talked about rolling options. Obviously, that's a bit more advanced for maybe some people. Uh, some people are from, may not be familiar with it, but basically you're talking about an options contract where you have the right to extend it to a further date, basically, right? Correct, yes. So the the issue that I found with rolling options, and I'd love to hear your take on it. Um, I don't want this to be just an options episode right here. I, I do want to get back to the bear market in a second, but right. are you? Are, one of the concerns I have with rolling options is that whenever you um, – choose to have a rolling option, you got to pay an additional fee on top of that usually. Isn't that more yeah, of a concern? The, the fee is minuscule. The only fee you have to pay is 65 cents a contract. So if you roll over 15 contracts, it costs you less than $10. Okay. So I, I guess... <laughs> that's a non-factor for worrying about it. And every trade is going to cost you the 65 cent too. So... I mean, are you willing to sell five contracts for a two thousand dollar profit and pay a ten dollar commission? I am. Mm. And so, so real quick, um, Jeff, you have this special strategy, leap options and aim method. Could could you, right. I guess, quickly just go over that thirty seconds? What exactly is that? Sure. The essence of aim. Let's say you started with twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. You put 10000 into the long-term options, and you keep 10000 in cash to make buys when the price goes down. You set up a simple spreadsheet with 13 columns. The two key columns are the value of your leaps and portfolio control. So let's say we started with 10000 in leaps. Portfolio control would be 10000 hmm. Well, let's say that contract goes up 50%. Okay, now the value of your leaps is 15,000. You compare it to portfolio control. That's 10,000. Well, obviously, leaps are higher and portfolio than the portfolio control. So you do simple arithmetic and subtraction and go 15,000 minus 10,000. AIM wants you to sell 5,000 worth of options because they're profitable right now. You do some simple arithmetic and you figure out how many, you know, you've already figured out the number of contracts you're going to sell because I put that at the bottom for all my clients and you just make, and you put in a limit buy and a limit sell so you never miss them. Interesting. When we return, We'll hear from Jeff about top investing strategies this year, including the best case scenario for the market in 2023. But first, let me tell you where you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. Uh, so, Jeff, uh, today we're talking about the bear market and you know how investors um, should prepare for it. Um, you've talked about one of the strategies that you've 
used. Um, I want to get into some other ideas for bear market investing real quick. You know, I keep hearing uh, from a lot of quote unquote investing experts out there that the best way to handle a bear market is to just wait it out and diversify your portfolio. Is that sort of a safe yeah, that's, strategy? That's you, I mean, you look, you can look for sectors that are doing well, like you, you, you explained earlier, the Dow Jones uh, type stocks, they did much better than the tech ones did. So you can switch from tech to like dogs of the Dow, which are probably the 10 safest stocks on the planet. Mm -hmm. the, I had one guy using uh, leaps with calls on Merck, and he went from 11,000 to 39,000 using AIM in 2022. Mm. Do you think that given where the market is, is this another, is this a good year to maybe look at dividend stocks as an option, getting that income in to your portfolio as a way to mitigate some of the risks with the bear market? I think that is a good strategy if you're a wealthy investor. If you're some poor guy who didn't get started, you know, saving for retirement or you're kids going to college and you're like 40, 50 and you say, man, I've got to catch up and have enough money for a decent retirement. Dividend stocks are not going to help you. Uh -huh. And, you know, it's one thing to say, I'm going to buy dividend stocks because I'm investing $5 million. But if I'm talking to somebody who has like 50,000, I tell them you got to do something like aim because you need to make 30, 40, 50% or more per year to, find, to be able to have enough money in 10 or 15 years to have the retirement that you want. Mm -hmm. So it's basically, uh, you know, it's, it's like anything else, you know, having a lot of money gives you a lot more options. If you don't have a lot of money, you have many fewer options when it comes to investing uh, for your retirement. So Jeff, looking at the market, Assuming we are certainly in a bear market, um, where what do you think is the best case scenario for the market in 2023? If, especially if it's is, a, I'm sorry, say that again. What, what do you consider to be the best case scenario for the market in 2023? I, I would say the best one I would say would be a very slight gain mm. because there's still too many factors. Uh, like inflation, supply chain problems, the war in Russia, uh, and just, you know, political turmoil. So I, I just, and, and I think, you know, investors who just, you know, try and tread water are, 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 are going to be lucky, you know, just to break even. Mm. I think you got to take a little, a few chances, uh, with your investments and many good companies, what you, you get, you know, realize like one of my cardinal rule of investing is try and buy something at or near its 52 week low. And you will find many good stocks that are down because of the current bear market. And there's a great saying in, in the investing world that two thirds of whatever affects the price of your stock has nothing to do with the company. So it's not because Microsoft suddenly became a bad company that it's down 50%. It's because of the outside factors that have nothing to do with Microsoft. So you could 
get into Microsoft at a very low price right now. Same with Apple, it's also down. Uh, several other of the good ones are down. Hmm. So the stock market probably is the major area where there's no inflation, there's really deflation, and you can buy many things at very low prices right now and wait for the future. That is, that you, is one strategy I for sure. Tell people, you got to be a long-term investor because I, I did a comparison at the end of the last bear market, just to give investors an idea. And now, so I took my newsletter from March, 2009. And I, I was curious many years later and I said, I wonder how the stocks I was begging people to buy at their 52 week low in March 09 did 10 years later. Well, here's a few highlights. American Express in March 09 was $11 a share. 10 years later, it was $91 a share. Boeing was $32 a share in 09. 10 years later, it was $360. Bank of America was $5. 10 years later, it was $35. You see the pattern. So the average bear market, according to analysts, lasts 13 months and then it takes 27 months for the stocks to go back to the price they were before the beginning of the bear market. So we've almost had the 13 months uh, of the bear market. So I'm hopeful that, you know, I'm wrong and that it's going to be do much better in 2023 than I think, but, and, and I, I've kind of tailored my strategy. I have one guy, I just rolled over to 25 uh, leaps, and I have him in three calls and two puts mm. based on my impression of what I think the stocks he has in his portfolio will do in the next year. Mm. Jeff, uh, thank you so much for, for your perspective and sharing you know, some of the history of bear markets, especially as we entered or in the middle of this particular bear market. And for some investors, this might be the first bear market they're approaching. So your right. wisdom is greatly and, appreciated. And the last one, the, the 2008 and was worse. Oh, yes. The Dow Jones fell from 13,000 to 6,500 in 2008 and nine. Mm. That's a 50% drop. On this one, like you said, the Dow is only down about 10%. And the Nasdaq's maybe down thirty percent. Yeah, it's 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 a different so, type of bear market for sure. Um, so if you if you take a long term perspective, think about this. You know, two thousand nine to two thousand twenty two is thirteen years. In thirteen in those thirteen years, the Dow Jones went from sixty five hundred to roughly thirty four thousand. Does yeah. that sound bearish or bullish? I, I see where you're coming from. That that sounds pretty optimistic about the long-term view of the market. I mean, even in 2016, I remember I looked it up. I was curious. I looked at an article that said, you know, what would be yeah. good stocks if Donald Trump wins the presidency in 2016? The Dow Jones in 2016 was 16,000. Wow. Right now it's 34,000. 
So in the last seven years, it's more than doubled. Exactly. You including got, you, this year of bear market. Yeah, you, you got to gotta think of it from a long-term view. Jeff Weber, thank you so it much. Long-term. Jeff, thank you. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. I really, really do appreciate it. It is my pleasure. I, 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 I do have one last question for you, Jeff, before sure. before we wrap up. And it, it's the, the final question for today's discussion. That question for you, Jeff, is what is your most used emoji? What is my most what? Used emoji. Oh, smiley face. <laughs> Good because answer. You must be happy a lot. My form of investing have a lot of smiles. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs>Thank you again to Jeff Weber for sharing your insights on stocks. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.